Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Creamy and delicious, try strawberry and vanilla for two grams of carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein. Interested? Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks are now available in the yogurt aisle at Walmart. Always consult your physician before starting an eating plan that involves regular consumption of high-fat foods. It's a great time to get a great deal on a new car when you get approved for an auto loan from PenFed. Our Powered by True Car rates are as low as 1.39% APR on new vehicles. Finance for a longer term to lower your monthly bill, plus take up to 60 days to schedule your first payment. Join PenFed, and together, we'll keep you moving forward. Anyone can apply. Visit PenFed.org auto or call 1-800-247-5626. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. If you've ever wondered how we started our podcast and how we record our podcast, the answer is so, so simple. Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone, tablet, or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can make money from your podcast no matter if you have one listener or a thousand listeners. Downloads, everything. I mean, it's so simple. If you're creating something, get paid for it. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. I wanted to thank you for listening and being a part of the Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast. But I just have one favor to ask. And that is that you visit ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Heels and Quads. It's your one-stop shop for Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast merchandise. And we got plenty of it for you. You won't regret it. You know you need some new shirts. You need some new swag. So hit up ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Heels and Quads to help support the show and help fix that damn wardrobe of yours. remind you that there is only 23 days until Christmas. And now a word from our sponsors. Santa Claus and the Elves would like to remind you that Christmas is 23 days away and you should go to the store on the weekend when it's like Black Friday every day. And now the word from our sponsors is over. (laughs) The the following announcement has been paid for by Santa and his elves. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The following... It's all black and white. <laughs> and it's all green and red. It's got to be green and red. Yeah, it has to be. Anywho, welcome to the Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast. We're back at our shenanigans as usual. I forgot today was Monday, so 
I I am working six days this week, so yesterday I did my inventory, and then I woke up this morning, and I was like, oh, it must be Sunday, because I'm always off Sunday, Monday. And then I saw your text, and you said, what time? And I was like, oh, uh, let me make sure it's Monday real quick. <laughs> <laughs> let me open my eyes. Yeah, that too, but uh, um, that just shows you that we go off the cuff here, because it's like... Wake up and start recording, but it's all right. It makes for good content. It's all original. We we like to do it in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I do it at night, my brain's, like, fried, but if I do it in the morning, I'm actually there to uh, talk. Somewhat, and somewhat uh, uh, intellectual. Spry. Yeah, there we go. Uh, I would like to. You won't hear on another wrestling podcast until tomorrow. (laughs) Bry, I uh, finally, finally, finally got my tool CD in the mail. Hey, the day before Thanksgiving, I was in Mountain Home, and Mariah was heading that night. You were already here, which yes, this area where I am. Yeah, (laughs) yes. And Mariah was heading in Wednesday night, and I was like, hey, you need to bring that CD. And she was like, yes, I know, Levi. And I, she brought it. And then uh, I didn't open it until Thanksgiving, like a present. But I have it now. It's two, been two months. I had to wait, but I did get my Tool CD, and I'm very happy about it. I haven't listened to the CD yet, but uh, I have heard it in spirit. So that's why it's a collector's item. It's more the fact of getting it. It is. Yeah, it's no. not so much the actual listening to the physical copy. It's the getting of the physical copy. Exactly. Yeah. So I probably will listen to the physical copy at some point. But it has like the video screen and it. it plays this weird trippy tool video. And then it has like a 30-page booklet or something. And just special packaging really is what you pay for. And six full-length tracks or seven, whatever it is. But it's all right. Two months went by and I... The excitement kind of went away, but uh, now it's back. So, oh my god, I'm excited again. The thing, the thing about bands today and like movies and all that, it 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 goes back to. It seems like everybody's taking a page out of the Kiss book. Yeah. Like, oh god. Wh- whoa. Hey, <laughs> Popsky. That uh, shocked my ear, dude. Ooh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Can you hear? Yeah, I can hear it. Okay. It's just like a minor shock. It kind of freaked me out. I'm going to take the left earbud out. Yeah, good idea. <laughs> I'm not going to mess with that one. <laughs> um, but, like, everything KISS-related seems to be a collector's item. So I feel like now bands are like, okay, well, oh, now yeah. that people don't really buy albums anymore, it's all... Well, I guess collectors. I guess it's not even iTunes anymore because nobody even buys music really anymore. It's all streaming, Spotify, yeah. and Apple Music, and everything, and YouTube. Uh, but it, it's still, if you're a diehard fan of a a band or even a musician of any kind, the only way you really get anything from them is if it's a collector's edition or yeah. you see them live. Seeing seeing a band live is still. Like number one on my list of anything. Like you can That's listen to this. You can listen to a record and it's it's cool, whatever. But to be in the same room as uh, if they're your heroes or whatever, to be in the same room with them, I feel like is you know the top level of fandom. 
Yeah, that's a that's a pretty major deal, dude. The feeling of like especially if you're if you're in an arena, usually it doesn't happen, but if you're uh you know, in a smaller place and you're right by the stage, that's cool cuz you have to be right by them. But even if you're in an arena, you know, they still you can still see them if you're far away or closer or whatever and you're like, "Holy shit, that's like there's just that shock and awe of like, "Whoa, that's uh Bruce Dickinson, or whoa, that's Paul Stanley, or whatever. Like, it's kind of crazy. So yeah, seeing a band live is definitely the way to go. So, how was your how was your break? What the week? Yeah, <laughs> it was good. Yeah, it was cool. I went to, like I said, I went to Mountain Home Wednesday, left Friday morning, and just ate a bunch on Thursday. I cooked actually. I made I made it a point to be the the cook this year, so nobody else had to, which is fine. I brined my turkey, and uh, that's really about it. It's been kind of quiet up at work because, you know, I think nobody's here in Fayetteville right now. Yeah, everybody's pretty much gone. So, uh, <clears throat> but this week starts up some pretty big Christmas parties. So, starting tomorrow, actually, you got a university one for three hundred. Got Procter and Gamble for two hundred. Ooh. So yeah, it's a uh, it's a uh, busy week coming up. But also in two weeks, or well, twenty three days, <laughs> so <after laughs> three weeks, Christmas is happening. So that's the big payoff. But yeah, how was your uh, how was your thankful giving? What, what do you guys do? It was weird. Uh, I didn't spend it with really my family. I, it was all with Amanda's side. Uh, we went to her grandmother's house and ate sat there for about two hours, came home because they live literally two houses down. So that was nice. Oh yeah. No travel. <laughs> yeah. Um, no bad traffic. Yeah. So came home, I took a two hour nap and that was nice. Woke up and ended up cooking dinner because we didn't bring any leftovers home because I didn't oh, want man. a fridge full of freaking leftovers, but it wasn't bad. I just, I just made like a pork tenderloin uh, in the oven just real okay. quick. And then uh, yesterday, my mom came to the R house, and I cooked Thanksgiving dinner for her because we didn't get to see her because she was in Rogers over ah, your neck of the woods. Okay. Yeah, with your sissy. Yeah, and so uh, we did that yesterday, and we watched Christmas Vacation. Got that. I'm gonna buy it today. Got so. that first viewing <laughs> out of the way because yesterday was the 30th anniversary of the movie's oh. release. Oh yeah, the first. Yep. Yeah. So that was nice, and it's a little late because I usually start watching it before Thanksgiving even because it gets me in the holiday spirit, and that's been really low uh, this year. This is probably the least Christmassy I've felt in my entire life. Ah, okay, but, we got to get that fixed up. Yeah, well, Amanda's got a surgery this week. Uh, she's got a hiatal hernia. Ah. Uh, it's five inches. She's been having some health issues the last couple of months. We've been dealing with that in and out of the doctor, so hopefully that gets fixed this week. I have Thursday and Friday off to be with her. Uh, she goes in Thursday. Yeah. So this what is, is the hiatal hernia? It's it's in your upper upper uh, like your intestine, I guess. Oh, like your like the one that's like usually poking out of your belly button. Uh, no, higher up. It's like oh right, shit, like okay. toward like they're gonna have to open like her chest. Oh, God. Yeah, so I took Thursday and Friday off to be with her, so. (laughs) 
Well, it's, I hope that goes. That goes. I mean, it'll go well. It's oh well, yeah, surgery, but, but it still sucks. It, it's stressful because yeah, I'm like, exactly. Ugh. She's gonna be in the hospital for like three or four days. So yeah, yeah, that doesn't. And yeah, so everything else has been kind of put on the back burner as far as uh, holiday spirit. Like I was saying, so. once she once she comes out, it'll be all uphill. I'll be like, oh yes, this is my Christmas present. My wife is fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that could, that can cause some serious worry. Like, I get that. I totally yeah. get that. Because you're like, oh, shit, my partner in crime is, you know, out of commission right now. So let's make sure everything goes well. Yeah, and it's just been weird. I've I've basically, if, to to shoot a little bit, I felt like kind of like a single parent for a while because she's been so, you know, she has no energy. She doesn't, you know, feel like doing anything. So it's, yeah, you know getting the kids around for school, doing laundry, washing dishes, plus working a, you know, full-time job, plus trying to find time to watch wrestling, plus trying to find time to figure out what the fuck I'm going to talk about wrestling. <laughs> so it's like, oh my God, I'm just ready for it to all be over and good. Well, I got the talk about wrestling thing covered today for us. I wrote some uh, notes down actually like two days ago. I was sitting there watching some... Uh... Well, first of all, I hope Amanda does well with surgery. I'm sure it'll be fine. Well, I know you do. I know you care. Yeah. You um, care more about her than me. I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I saying? Uh, wrote some oh, stuff fuck. down. Yeah, I wrote some stuff down like two days ago. I was actually sitting there watching. I got on the WWE Network, and I was like, you know what? I want to watch some matches, just some uh, you know, some just, randos. Yeah, just some randos and kind of randos, but like my childhood matches. So of course I watched Stone Cold versus Undertaker, SummerSlam '98. I watched it in full, and uh, it's actually like a fairly, it's a pretty decent match. Like watching it is almost weird because you're like the Fed doesn't do matches like this anymore. Like it's just a brawl. Yeah. Well, and and, then, and the fact that Stone Cold's knocked out like three minutes in. Yeah, exactly. And did you watch that Taker interview with him? Oh my god, dude! I was so hoping good. we would talk about it. Yeah, let me. Look, we'll talk. We'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah run funny. run through what you were wanting to, um, or what we're going to touch on here. And then I watched Hogan versus Sting at Super Brawl eight in ninety eight, the rematch from Starcade, which of course ends in fuckery. But I just really wanted to watch. Like, I was looking for a Hogan and Sting match that just wasn't all fucked up, but I don't think there is one. Well, I still think I think the Super Bowl match was better than the Starcade match. Oh, it was one hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. And Hogan keeps like flexing and saying, "I'm the man. I'm mm-hmm. the man." <laughs> but uh, you know, I was when I was watching it, I was like, "This makes me wish we would have got." And correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think we ever got like Surfer Sting versus Hulk Hogan. I not don't Hollywood. I don't think we ever got that because they were both babies. They were both babies, and Fla- it was always Flair and Sting. <clears throat> but yeah man that was uh i was kind of thinking about that i was like we never got that match man like that would have been amazing and then i started watching flair and hogan at bash at the beach what was that 94 yeah but i was like mariah got home and i ended up turning it off because i was talking to her and wasn't paying attention because if i watch like a match and i'm home alone like i'm like watching the whole match right like, i want to observe everything um, but anyways, I wrote some notes down with, uh, AEW and NXT 
being mentioned in it. I can just read off what I wrote, I guess. Yeah, and we can discuss it. So, I watched AEW NXT. NXT definitely has a good product. The main event was Finn versus Ciampa, and it was solid, and I would love to see it on pay-per-view for the title soon. Maybe even a triple threat with Adam Cole. Leo Rush versus Akira Tozawa was pretty good as well as the opening as well as the opening tag match. Uh, now, as everyone that listens knows, I haven't really been watching NXT, but keeping up because of life and time stuff. But I do know that the product is amazing, nonetheless. Treating NXT as a top show, which it is, is the correct call by the Fed too. They looked great at Survivor Series, like we said they would. At the same time. It is interesting how WWE has a different brand dedicated to modern wrestling style with the roots still showing. And even more odd that they acknowledge this. It is like they know that Raw and SmackDown are the old Fed stuff and NXT is literally the next generation of wrestling. It's great to see KO and Finn back where they thrive too. I catch my breath. Blown up, (laughs) dude. Yeah. AEW was good, with the exception of Jericho... Defending his title on TV and the opening celebration segment, AEW needs to give us something awesome in the next week or two. The shows are now just becoming a bunch of wrestling crammed into two hours. As much as I love Jericho, let's give some other stars a spotlight. As they're letting so many new stars shine, I would like to see two up-and-comers have an amazing 20-minute main event to close the show, or even two long matches of newer talent tearing it down. Just seems that they are filtering through the same talents week in and week out. SCU, Jericho, Lucha Bros, Best Friends, etc. With that being said, we did see Kenny and Pac two, and a short MJF versus Hangman match this past week. But also, if you're going to do those matches on TV, separate yourselves from the competition by making those matches amazing pay per view caliber matches. A TV title wouldn't hurt either to boost the integrity of the matches and rankings as well. I love Wednesday Night Wrestling overall, but I would just really enjoy seeing AEW turn up the heat a bit. If Cody was serious about us only seeing 40% of the roster, then let's see the other 60%. And that's what I was, that's what I wrote down. Okay. Well, okay, let's talk about uh, AEW. So you didn't like the celebration. I didn't, no, I didn't dislike it. I just, it, it was like, uh... I felt like blanked out. It, did, it, did it feel like TV filler time? It did. It absolutely felt like TV filler time. But it's just all the TV filler time is going to Chris Jericho. And like right. I said, I love Jericho. But like, mm-hmm. you have all this talent. Why? Why don't you do something with it? And I get it. I get like, right now Jericho is basically carrying that show because NXT beat him in the ratings last week by twenty five thousand or whatever, or not last week, the week before or whatever. I don't think last week's still have came out. But uh, Jericho's like the only, other than I guess the elite, is the only notable name on there. Dean Ambrose, or not Dean Ambrose, John Moxley, Sean Spears, shit like that. But nobody's going to be changed. I'm not nothing against Ty Dillinger, Sean Spears, but nobody's going to flip the channel for him. And that's just because he wasn't a huge deal in uh, WWE. But yes, I, I enjoyed the celebration, but like, Every now and then, they need to throw something out there that's, like, something like that, but with a different wrestler. And you got, they just need to start building some different talent. Like, give Moxley a mic and tell him to go out there. And, that, and obviously, he's already built. But, like, 
take it away from Jericho for a minute and like build that Moxley and Jericho match because obviously it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean that's that's the next title defense, and, and probably I hope that's where he loses, and probably that's where Jericho yeah drops the belt. Um, my only issue with the celebration was the audio issues. Was it quiet on your TV? The the mic, it was like the mic wasn't like they couldn't they it wasn't leveled properly. Okay. Because it sounded like it would have been loud in the arena, but it was super quiet on TV. Yeah, okay. I thought <clears throat> I was watching that at my mom's and I was like, "Why is your TV fucked up?" And she's like, "It's not fucked up, Levi." And I was like, "Yeah, it is cuz audio's fucked up." And I was like arguing with her, but clearly it was actually fucking TNT or whatever. But I watched it on Sling the next day, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it was, so it was a little bit I fixed it, on there. I think it was just live. Yeah, and I they think fixed they the fixed post. it. Yeah, in yeah. post, they fixed but, it. <laughs> kind of like last week, what we did, but yeah. not a big deal or anything. No, no big whoop. Um, <laughs> I, thought it was, I thought it was cool overall, the celebration thing, but I also thought it came off a lot of it. It was very Fed-ish. Oh, yeah. It was 100% Fed. Not yeah. like Fed-ish, like a Fed-ish, but like Fed-ish. Well, and with, and with that being said, obviously anything that happens in ring like that now is going to be Fed-ish because they have they were the ones who started that. The talk shows and the celebrate the rock celebration and Jericho's shit and all that. But, I mean, I guess... It was AEW's way of doing something like that, but yeah, I know what you're saying. But it they put their own spin on it. It was different. Yeah, yeah. Um, they introduced it, the Chardonnay or the champagne or whatever, <clears throat> which sold ten thousand bottles. I, <laughs> that's and they awesome. The site. That is awesome. But like, because just, when it first went live, I tried to get on there, and it was and crashed. I couldn't, I couldn't for like the first hour. I couldn't get on it. I just wanted Jeez. to see how much it was. It was like thirty four for two bo- or fifty two for two bottles or something. I think it was forty six for two bottles. Forty six for two bottles, yeah. Which I mean isn't bad. I mean it's just a sparkling wine because it's not really. It's not going to taste any different than like cupcake or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shout out to Mariah and the cupcake, but yeah, I just I mean I I would only really want it for the bottles, just to yeah, have it like it. a collector's item. Yeah, I would um, drink it. But, oh yeah, like, I drink it, but yeah, have a good um, New Year's or something. Uh, as far as like the the matches, I don't know. It just AW like is it, it's a good show for what I mean. It's new. It's still new. It's still in its honeymoon phase. It's they're trying to figure it out. I just feel like the matches have to seem so rushed because TV time is only allotted so much. They're only that's allotted what I'm saying. two hours. Yeah, um, like they need to. That's what I mentioned in that was like like once a week. Give us a. Maybe once every other week. Give us a fucking barn burner that we're going to remember. Because like, that way, one day, you can come out with a DVD that says Best of Dynamite, and there's 20-minute matches on it. Yeah. But, like, Kenny and Pac was super fucking good, and, like, Kenny yeah. was awesome for the first time in a long time, like, in a legit Kenny won, match. right? Yes. But, yeah, like, in a that. legit match, like, Kenny was, like, he seemed like he had... I, I tweeted it that he was on fire. Yeah, like he just seemed like fast paced, and he was hitting all you know all of his you know go to moves and everything. But it was like, man, I could have watched that for another fifteen minutes at least. Yes, that match could have went on for. Let me look up this next week's matches. Okay, because Uh, I 
I saw this and it really dawned on me about like like it's been the same fucking people every week. Yeah. And I'm and and like I like you said, I get they're new and everything, but like you gotta start building some different people. I don't wanna watch I love Lucha Bros, I love the Young Bucks, like all that talent. Absolutely love them and they're amazing in ring, but like bring someone else out and have a good match. I also I mean, like the MJF hangman match. I think that should have been the the dynamite dozen diamond ring thing. The main event should have been saved for uh, a pay per view, like have the yeah. battle royal on TV, but save save the, that the, yeah the actual match for pay per view because that could have been something more special. And especially if you're gonna you know tweet about how the ring was forty five thousand dollars to have it made, which I mean I believe it because that ring was fucking awesome, but. And then having DDP, who, you know, won the, the, the ring in WCW. Like, having him give that ring to MJF, even though he was reluctant to do it, you know, he still showed that he has respect for the talent. And even though they don't see eye to eye, he still, you know, handed in the ring or whatever. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen DDP hit a diamond cutter. Yeah. But I, I liked how they were, like, showing that DDP was still a badass at 63 years old. With uh, Wardlow kind of like stepping in front of MJF and DDP's like, you better, you know, calm down, big man or whatever. Stupid getting your ass kicked by a 63 year old. Yeah, that was great, dude. DDP's awesome and our best friend. But uh, (laughs) um, I I don't know, man. I just think that that (laughs) could have had such a bigger payoff at a a pay per view, which Cody did mention last week. They're going to go with what we said. There's going to be four a year. So So we were right. So that's they already have. We already know what they are, then, right? They're yeah, quarterly pay per views. So it's double or nothing, all out, full gear. Oh, so there's going to be one more announced, right? See, so it would be unless they do fight for the fallen. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't don't think they will. I think they need a start of the year pay per view. It's too long. Yeah, to go from November to May. That's a long You can't time. do that, yeah. So they'd have to do something in January, probably. Or, or they calm it down and let it go till February, because that gives three more months until... It's three months from November and three months till May, because if you do it in January, you know January's flooded with wrestling. Yeah, they and, they're, and they're doing that bash the beach with the Jericho cruise and everything. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah wait be, I think it'll be February, yeah. yeah. But I, I know I'm with you 100% on the MJF and Hangman thing. Like, that's that's pay-per-view caliber. And, it sh- and especially for that ring. Like, that ring is like a – I don't know why you'd – that was kind of stupid to me, honestly. Like, that's one of the first things I saw on AEW that was stupid. Like, that that ring should have went on a pay-per-view. Yeah, because it – Not they on almost, AEW TV. They gave it the vibe of kind of that quote-unquote mid-card title. But if you do put – if they are dead set on having – we're having on TV, they should have made it, like I said, a 20-minute barn burner. Yeah. That people are going to remember on – be like, oh, shit, dude, Dynamite's got this badass match with this ring. And, yeah, I wonder what you just said about the mid-card thing, if that's got anything to do with that. Like, if that ring is the mid-card belt. Because the, the finish was just so, bur- like, abrupt. Like, it just happened. And I was like, what the fuck? That's it? Yeah, it wasn't good. But, like, I kept having Amanda check the time. I'm like, what's the time? What's the time? Because I'm thinking, okay, they still got to get to Jericho and Scorpio Sky. So, yeah, okay, they had yeah. to rush it. I get it. And then I'm like, oh. and then the title match, I'm like, it's not going to change hands. We got 15 minutes, you know? So, yeah. 
which I mean, I didn't think Scorpio was going to beat him, but he did have he looked good. He did have a good showing. Yeah, he looked good. I, uh, that was that was a good way of like like I liked that him being in the main event and him like looking really good because that like you've been saying pretty much the whole time that he's he's a main event caliber guy. He just he has to break away, but that sets him sets him up to you know be a main eventer further on down the line once Jericho goes away or whatever to do Fozzie or whatever. Right. So they're, so that is one thing that if they're doing that, they're doing it very correct is building Scorpio sky to be a main eventer. They're, build, they're building stars properly. They're taking their time, yeah. which is awesome. And that's the same thing with like the dark order <clears throat> vignettes they've done the last two weeks. They're fucking great. That cult vibe and, you don't, it was really. You don't know who the leader is. Is Evil Uno the leader? Is Stu Grayson the leader? What's going on? Are they oh, just yeah. followers? Yeah. Is this talking head guy just a talking head, or is he somehow the leader? What has this become? Like you know, it's it's well done. I wonder if Marty is going to debut soon. I saw his tweet on Twitter. His yeah, his contract's up, but he did say he was still going to do uh, final battle. Final battle, yeah. And that's that's fine because obviously, if you debut a pay per view, it's still going to be two months. But um, maybe he shows up at the first edition, the anniversary of AEW or whatever. I wouldn't be surprised if he shows up at that bash at the beach. <clears throat> that too, and yeah. then goes on the cruise. Like I feel like that would be a yeah. good. I feel like that would be a big debut because it's like they're about to go on the ship for a week and they're doing this this. TV event before they take <laughs> off. So it's like, yeah, eh. I mean, that would be a good spot. Plus, I mean, Marty on the cruise. I mean, even though it's already sold out, so it doesn't, they're not trying to sell anything really other than TV product. The problem with the, the only thing that sucks about the Marty thing is I want him to bring villain enterprises. Right. And, That's and PCO is in the world title match at final battle. And I kind of have a weird feeling that he's going to win the title. Yeah, I know. He's super over. But also, with all this Ring of Honor stuff going on, I think Marty will leave. I I couldn't... I, at this point, I don't see anybody wanting to stay there. Like, I, yeah. I, I know a lot of them are trying to save face, but that's just to... You know, I think... And this is speculation, but... I, I think it's mainly just because they're under contract, and they're trying to still make their nut before they go somewhere else. Because that, that company is... It's... Yeah, that's not good. And I mean, when Newsweek is posting about it, and, <coughs> that's a pretty big and, deal. And yeah. interviewing the talent, even though they remain anonymous, because obviously they need their jobs, but it's like it doesn't look good. So, Dynamite next week. Here's the card: Christopher Daniels versus Pentagon Junior, Ray Phoenix versus Trent from Best Friends, Dustin Rhodes and the Young Bucks versus the Inner Circle Trio of Sammy Guevara, Proud and Powerful, Santana and Ortiz. Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Creamy and delicious, try strawberry and vanilla for two grams of carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein. Interested? Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks are now available in the yogurt aisle at Walmart. Always consult your physician before starting an eating plan that involves regular consumption of high-fat foods. Support for this episode is brought to you by Mrs. Myers. A delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything we make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived ingredients, our cleaning products work like the Dickens, 
leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. So bring a little bit of the outside inside your four walls and bask in the wonder of a garden from the comfort of home. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Shop now at MrsMyers.com. Proud, and then Joey, <laughs> Joey Janela versus John Moxley. I'm assuming that'll main event. Oh no, it'll probably be the six man you know, is the main. The six yeah. man is going to be the main event. So, like, just look at that card. <clears throat> Pentagon is on TV every week, and, and and like I like these guys. Yeah, but I but, I, I, li- I do like the Pentagon Christopher Daniels because it's like Christopher Daniels is getting his revenge. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That makes sense. That's storytelling. But Pentagon's on TV every week. Phoenix is on TV every week. Trent's on TV every week. Santana and Ortiz are on TV every week. The Young Bucks are, they usually make an appearance. They run out and save somebody. Dustin Rhodes hasn't been on TV, but um, Moxley and Janela, that's cool to me because I, I, I'm a big John Moxley fan. Like, I just, I really like, I am super happy seeing him happy. Because I can tell that he's, like, enjoying wrestling again. Yeah. And it's made me happy to see that because he was so miserable in the Fed. Are you a man that prefers the can and likes the occasional wine? Well, look no further, as we have a solution for you. Man Can Wine. That's right. Wine in a can. Our friends over at ManCanWine.com have the ultimate drink for any man or woman looking for their favorite adult beverage in a can. They come in a variety of flavors. Red, white, fizz, and rosé. Each can contains the equivalent to a half a bottle of wine and 12.5% alcohol. Each can also has a special inner lining to prevent that aluminum taste that we all know. So head over to ManCanWine.com and get your koozies ready or purchase them at mancanwine.com from mancan, your very own mancan koozie. Make sure to use coupon code Heels and Quads in all caps at checkout to save 25% on your order. That's mancanwine.com using coupon code Heels and Quads in all caps at checkout to save 25% on your order. After listening to that Jericho episode, it's just nice to hear him, like, nice to see him happy doing what he does. Although, <clears throat> I will say, as much as I love the hardcore matches and hardcore persona and shit, I, do don't, I don't want him to get stuck in that. And I don't want AEW to trap him in there and be like the hardcore guy. Like, I want, I, I want Moxley to have good matches. And, you know, it's, <laughs> if we've already confirmed it, that there's going to be Moxley and Jericho for the title, you can probably bet your ass it would be no disqualification. Yeah, and I hate that. Like, I'm, I, I just want to see. I think it's to protect Jericho, man. I, I do too. And I, I just, I want to believe. Well, I mean, you can tell he can still go. He's not as, you know, fast as he used to be, but he can He's still chunky, fucking. Dude. He can, <laughs> He's chunky, dude. He's just the elephant in the room. <laughs> He's fucking chunky, dude. Okay. I love Chris Jericho. And, but I, I know he says he's in the best shape of his life. Look at Lion Tamer, Chris Jericho, or Lionheart. That's the best shape of Chris Jericho's life. Yeah. Okay? I love Chris Jericho to death, but he's he's older, slower, and he just has to change his style. That's all. And he's done a, he's done a great job of fucking adapting. I mean, the guy's reinvented himself 30 times, but <clears throat> no, he's not in the greatest shape of his life. Maybe he feels like he's in the greatest shape of his life, but maybe that's the... 
Blue Chew talking. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But uh, I hate to, I hate to say it, but damn. But I'm with you. But and 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 them saying you know, or them making it seem like John Moxley's you know he's unhinged and oh whatever. Yeah. Like uh it's don't trap him in that it's still to me it's the same fucking character i i, I thought i was gonna be like okay it's, he's past the dean ambrose thing and i've said it on here before but i'm still feeling it like he's, he's coming TV out 14 he's dean, coming dude. out of the fucking crowd he's not uh-huh. coming down from the ramp like everybody else it makes him seem like a fucking <laughs> outsider hey john moxley not scott hall dude you're not scott hall you're never yeah. gonna be scott hall like come from the ramp like everybody else like it's it's Dean Ambrose in the shield fucking coming out of the crowd it is i mean that's 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 what it is but that's that's how people know him i mean i guess that's a way to put it i'm i have developed like a true like i like him a lot he's probably one of my favorite AEW wrestlers first of all he gave me the first hardcore match i've seen in years that was amazing with Kenny and his theme song fits him real well. And I just like the I don't give a fuck persona. But, like, I- I'm with you. It's Dean Ambrose, but Ramp, TV it's, like, rating. revved up. Yeah, it's Dean Ambrose with a TV 14 rating. That's what it is. He actually gets to kind of be crazy and kind of say words that you can't say on TV PG and shit like that. But, yeah, you're right. It's Dean Ambrose revved up with his old name. But... That being said, I liked him in the Fed. I mean, I liked, I guess, Rollins, two-thirds of the Shield in the Fed. Not so much Rollins anymore. I'm kind of over him. But uh, I was so I was happy when Dean was champ because it was like, wow, this dude's not, like, massive and he's champ right now. That's kind of crazy. But, uh, no, I like him in... I like him in AEW. But <laughs> I know what you're saying about the Scott Hall thing. I get it. I mean, it's definitely... Like his debut at All Out or whatever it was, or yeah, that, I mean that's, that's one thing, dude. Like do it, <clears throat> do it once or twice. Establish that he's that person from Not that company. Night, but when he's having a match, come down from from the ramp like everybody else. Like you're you're a huge star. I get it, and you should be a little different. But your character's already so different from anything else they have. So. That being said, yeah. you can come down from the ramp like a every other wrestler. Like if if your champion is coming down from <clears throat> from the entranceway, same entranceway everybody else uses, uh, other than the fact they have two tunnels and one is a face, one is a heel, which I love that. That's really cool. Yeah, and the only person who gets a a, a different entrance is Cody, which that makes sense because he's pretty much the heart and soul of that company. Yeah, that's, I mean, well, and Cody and Ambrose, or fucking Moxley, and Jericho are going to be the three faces that, and Sean Spears, for some modern fans, are going to be the four faces that people recognize the most. And obviously, like, if DDP's on there, they see that, but um, I'm okay with him coming out of the crowd. I kind of, I like it. But I, I, when you say that, though, about, like, come out of the same tunnel as the champion and shit like that, that makes sense, and that kind of makes me like, yeah, that's true. Let's, you know, don't give him some special treatment. But I, I'm sure he's getting paid a shit ton of money because he's one of their biggest stars. And 
um, you know, I was when you were saying that, I was actually thinking for a while when he was having matches, he would come out of the tunnel with the tights on, but now he comes out of the crowd with the pants on. So it makes you wonder, like, what changed? What at what that point? Match. Yeah, I think that match changed him because it made him seem more hardcore and more real life. He's not the the professional wrestler type that everybody else seems to be in the company he's that he's unhinged he's you know he's he's whatever it's it's just i don't know you're I'm, not a fan of it i'm not i'm, I'm you're just not a not. fan of it it's all I, right i, I can't I, but <laughs> you're an old school guy though i am an old so that's school not guy. that's not your that's not your style of stuff and i get that Period. you know everybody that listens to the show every week gets that I, I'm a huge Chris Jericho fan. I always have been, even when I was a kid and he was, yeah, you know, the lion too, heart, yeah. you know, yeah. and I was, I was an NWO guy cause that's where uncle Terry was, but I yeah. still liked, you know, that style, that cruiserweight style. And Chris Jericho was one of my favorites. I liked that. He was, he was different than everybody else. He came yeah. out and he'd, you know, lean up on the rail and the crowd would all, you know, tap on his chest and stuff and get him amped up and, it was just different. He had a different style. He had a different look. You know, he wore the hair up in the top fucking pony. And Dude, Lionheart Jericho was up there. Like, he's he's up there in, like, top three Jericho personas. Yeah. And then, because he was, he was the same smart-ass jackass that talked shit back then as he is now. It's just different people he's talking shit to. Right. Like, he's always been so good on the mic. He went from, I remember he went from talking shit to lower to mid card to main event. It's he's yeah. always had that. Oh yeah, he's always he's always had that. I mean I remember watching Nitro that night he did the thousand hold paper. Uh-huh. Thousand and four holds. And I mean I was like a little kid and I was laughing my ass off. It I was, was like funny. this is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> but like it's so good. That's like Ralph. Yeah, dude when he brought Ralph yes. out. Like Oh my god. I've talked about that a thousand times on here, but I loved it. Like it was so different from everybody else and that's why it's hard for me to say what you said and just be like, he's chunky, you know, whatever. <laughs> but it's I true. Mean, You're that's right. That's not taking right. anything away from I'm not taking anything away from right. him. I'm just saying I'm, he's, he has to wrestle different styles of matches yeah. now because he's not in the fucking greatest shape of his life. And, I that, know he and that's says the he same is, thing but... with if, if we had this show 20 years ago when Austin was, had to change his style from going from being a technical wrestler to be in a fucking brawler because the exact his body was broken down. Obviously, yep. Austin Jericho's was a little younger. So much, but... Yeah, and Jericho's isn't as broken down. He's never even really had an injury. Yeah. But so I mean, that I'm shows you how fucking professional he is. His, his is more age than anything. Not saying that he's still not one of the best, you know, at it. No, but... we, we love Chris Jericho, all disclaimers being said. He's just, he, it, we just understand why it's like always a DQ match or no DQ match or like a hardcore or something like that because he, he can't, well, he does, he does the lion salt and all that shit still, but he can't do all this crazy AEW style wrestling for 30 minutes. He's a heavyweight. He's he, straight up. He is a straight up heavyweight. And now, especially even more his older age, because that's a style that works for him. I'm not, I wasn't, degrading Jericho by saying he was chunky. Just it's, no, I mean, I it's pretty fucking visible. He's chunky. Yeah. But, uh, you know, um, I was going to say something about him. 
Uh, I totally forgot. I blanked out on what it was. It was something about Ambrose and Jericho or fucking Moxley. I'm really calling him Ambrose today. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. But anyways, I, yeah, I, I would I, like to. I will say this though. I really like the fact that they're not like shoving the Bucks and Kenny down our throats. Yeah, I like that a lot because you know they're yeah. wrestling on dark. Kenny was on dark last week. The Bucks have been on dark twice. Kenny's been on two or three times already. So it, yeah. it makes sense to to kind of gradually bring Kenny more into the fold. But it also makes them look like, hey, we're not here just to put ourselves over. We're not here just to book ourselves in the main event every week. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's cool. I like that. I, I I mean I just think they're bi- obviously busy backstage too. Like that helps out with them overbooking themselves. But all, although I mean I can you can pretty much expect that on pay per view we're always going to see a Bucks a Kenny and a Cody match, which yeah. is fine because those are four matches that are guaranteed to be fucking great. And it's usually have it's your, usually one two three. You're going to get them in order. Yeah, exactly. You're going to have your you're going to have your Jericho slash Cody Fed match. You're going to have your Japan-Kenny match, and you're going to have your, your high-flying tag team match. Yep. that's You know you know the three style of matches you're getting there. Well, I was going to um, ask you about this. What do you think about, because I've seen it a lot, about the women's division? They, people think that they're not getting the love that they were promised at the beginning. I think NXT's women's division is miles ahead of AEW's. I'll straight up say that. Um, the see the AEW women's division has a ton of talent, mm-hmm. and it's like it's they have all the talent they could ever use. But that's just it's another thing to me is the whole like. I mean, if we're calling it what it is, nobody really knows who the fuck Riho is, right? Okay, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that she doesn't speak English very well. Well, that and she's not. I haven't seen her on TV. In a little while, if I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm wrong. Maybe I just missed it. No, you're it, not but wrong. She, is, I think it's been three weeks since she's been on TV. I, we get these random women matches weekly that don't really mean anything. I guess they're just kind of like record matches. But then you get NXT, where like this past week, which was granted, it was the first week I watched it in a while, but it's pretty much like this every week. Is you get Shayna Baszler coming out and talking shit, talking about how she's the best, and then that uh, that one chick comes out. Ugh, she's got, like, the Australian accent. Anyways, they're doing a lot more storytelling in NXT. Rhea Ripley? With the women's division. Rhea Ripley, yeah. I was going to say Bea Priestley, but that that's the other brand. Yeah. Uh, Rhea Ripley, yeah, she comes out, and they kind of set up a match for probably the Rumble weekend, but... There's just more storytelling going on in the NXT women's division, and there's not a lot, if any, going on in AEW. I think that's the problem. They're not building those characters. There's no storytelling going on, dude. It's just random matches week in and week out. And they're they're throwing, like, tag tag partners together in the women's division. Like, they're just throwing... Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no storytelling. And that's kind of the fault in some of the men's division stuff, is some of these matches are just, like, I get it, like Raw, SmackDown, like since the dawn of time, Nitro, NWA, you always have random matches on TV, but it just seems like a lot of times they're matches that aren't really like a big deal. 
they're just like, oh, this is going to be happening tonight. It's going to be a big one. And then it's like 10, it's like eight minutes. And I'm like, damn, I would have liked to see that on pay-per-view for 20 or like give me a 20-minute match here. You know, it's just, eight, I, I really like AEW. I'm not trying to bash it, but they need, it, it, they need to, no, but we need to step, they need to step it up and give us like, like give us that original, that product that we were looking to get when we changed the fucking channel and stopped watching NXT and stopped watching Raw and SmackDown. Give us that, give us that product that is competitive with that. And, you know, I, I do hope, like, I love Chris Jericho, but I will be excited for him to lose the belt at the next show because I'm ready to see the next chapter of a champion. Because we're so early into this company that I'm, like, anxious to see, like, what's another champion going to be like in this company? You know, we need to go through that cycle at some point where you have a couple title changes within a, Within a year. Right. I, I just, I, I'm a fan of that, but I'm also a fan. It's tough because I'm a fan of titles changing and I'm a big fan of long-term champions because it makes them look good. Well, you're a fan. So of, it's like, it's hard. You're a fan of title changes like me because it's exciting. Yes. When, when you get a new champion. And, and I mean, we, it's crazy to think that Jericho, I mean, has only had the belt since November, what, 10th? Something yeah. like that. Nine, so it's not even yeah. a full month yet, but it's still like you're still your your thinking is probably a lot like mine. Like, what is that crowd reaction going to be when he does lose the belt? Oh no, no, he's had it since September first. You were thinking oh, wait, a full wait, wait. year? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. I'm sorry. He got it all out. That's right. Not to stop you in your tracks there, but what you said, yeah, the crowd reaction. No, thank you for for uh, correcting me. I appreciate I was, it. I was thinking like, holy shit, has it really been that long? Yeah. Of time? <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, wait, man, that, that really does seem like a, it seems so much longer than that. No, you're right. He's had it for three months now. So, I mean, that's, I guess it's long enough. It, at the next pay-per-view, it'll be long enough. Okay. Unless they do the Moxley. I mean, yes and no. Yes, it's long enough, but if you're waiting till pay-per-view, then you got two months or th- man, that would make three months unless he loses it at the cruise, which I could see him being a good brother and doing that, losing it his own cruise. Yeah. To Moxley, but, or he loses it to Moxley on TV, but I, I feel like it's I, Moxley. I feel, or I, Pac. I feel like the title has to be dropped at a pay-per-view. I feel, I feel like if you do old it school. And yeah, then, yeah. I feel like if you do it on TV, it kind of, Bring, you gave away a big match. Yeah, and it brings the value of the title down by giving it away on TV. Because that's very WCW. Instead yeah. of selling a pay-per-view, you're giving it away for free on TV a la Hogan and Goldberg. Because you're constantly competing with the other channel. And you shouldn't be. Don't, and you shouldn't be. Everybody, both sides, needs to just stop with the, the back and forth and the Twitter I really wars. Did. Yeah, I'm tired of this Wednesday night war. Thing. Just it's fucking not a war. Just stupid. Put, put focus on your product. Build your characters, AEW. Build your stars, AEW. Stop worrying about what NXT's doing. Stop worrying about what WWE's doing overall. Period. Because you have nothing to do with that company. Yeah, and WWE needs to realize. Okay, we're we're still the the top dog. We're still the Disney. Of We're not going anywhere. We're not yeah. going anywhere. So why are we fo- why are we so focused on what these other people are doing? Because it's Vinnie Mac. Because now, you're going to put out a product Monday and Friday that nobody wants to watch. Yeah. Except for Vince McMahon. 
So, yeah. so the everything thing. they're putting out on Wednesday is stuff that Uncle Paul knows everybody wants to see. Because he's the one that actually knows fucking wrestling. He's got his finger on the pulse. Yep. Paul Levesque knows what he's doing. Old Triple H ski. Now, uh, Wednesday, I want to talk about NXT for a minute. Sure. Like, I'm going to try to watch it as much as possible. It, it becomes difficult because if I'm watching live on Wednesday night, I'm watching AEW. Yeah. But at this point, if it gets boring, like, I'm not scared to change the channel. Because I just, I know what's going to happen. And you shouldn't you know? be. And that's what I've tried to do is I've tried to, ha- I, like, I have AEW on the TV because that's what everybody wants to watch. And, and then on I, your phone? Yeah, and I have NXT on my phone. <laughs> that's the way to do it. Did you see it this week? I, I did not week? see it this week. So it was a, there was a good opening segment with, like, kind of the fallout of Survivor Series. And then, of course, Undisputed Era comes out and says that they're the, they're the, you know, they are NXT. And then Finn comes out and... Uh, they set up like it opens with they open with a tag match with Keith Lee and that Dijakovic guy, which they uh, are they fucking love saying his name. Yeah, like Keith, uh, and Keith Lee McGinnis, is a fucking beast, dude. Yeah, he's awesome. They love like that Nigel McGinnis dude says Dijakovic like twenty times in his match. Like he just keeps saying it. I'm like, damn, dude. But anyways, they open he's, with uh, he's saying it because he can. <laughs> because he can, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a tough name. But it was Dijakovic and Keith Lee versus uh, Kyle O'Reilly. And it started with Bobby Fish, but he had an injury or something, so they put in Roderick Strong. Anyways, they did their usual uh, Undisputed Era fuckery and kept the titles. And then, let's see, there was some. There was a really good women's match. And there was Akira Tozawa versus Leo Rush. And then the main event was Ciampa versus Finn, which was great. And I hope, like, like I said in that little passage I wrote, I really hope we see that at Rumble or Mania weekend. The Actually, you know what? I, well, first of all, and I said it, I think, a couple weeks ago, was let's see the NXT title at WrestleMania because that gives us a match we, yeah. we, guarantee, we will definitely like because that's not Vince's match. So, And not only that, but if you're going to do it at Survivor Series and put the, put the NXT roster on at Survivor Series, you have to do it at Mania. And Rumble, like I said, I think, I think an NXT guy's gonna win the Rumble, dude. Yeah. I don't know. I, I have a weird feeling. Unless Vince has some stupid plan for WrestleMania, which is very likely. The only other thing I could see happening, uh, as far I think it'll, I think you're right. I think an NXT guy will win. Only other person I could see winning it is AJ Styles. Yeah, I like that. I mean, I'm not. I can't fucking disagree with that. I love AJ so. I mean, because if I that. mean, if they have Roman win it just to put him in the match with Brock, that's stupid. You can just build that match. He's already yeah, esta- he's already it. established. The only thing about AJ winning is yes, he's established, but it makes sense because he, he hasn't won a rumble. He's well, not only that, but he's in that. Is is he or isn't he still main event? Is he too old? Is is, is Vince yeah. overlooking him because he didn't build him? Um, so that makes sense. And there's ways to do it. Like, he's overcoming the odds if the OC wants to help him or whatever. Maybe they do a turn or whatever. Um, yeah. Which I don't like that idea, but I could see that happening. No, I like the idea of a heel AJ with the title, with his good brothers, like, being his backup. Like the Chris Jericho thing. Yeah. You know, he's got he's got his heel buddies to come save him. Yeah. Because that's, always, that's a good formula. I mean, when you have... 
it works. It's always worked in wrestling. And it keeps them, it keeps them strong and they never lose and look bad. Right. It's such an easy way to keep your, your heel champ looking like a heel because they don't lose clean or they don't win clean and just, and ruin the other guy's reputation. So it's like such a, I mean, that's like something everybody knows, but I just love that formula. That's always been a good one to me. Keep that heel heat. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a tough one now because that makes me wonder, like, obviously we're probably going to get Brock and Roman at WrestleMania. I don't see why we wouldn't, I guess they're on different brands. So it'd be Roman and the Fiend there. Yeah. That's going to be I Roman and the Fiend. I think that's what we anyways, was Roman and the Fiend. Did we say that? I think so. I think we said that like three weeks ago. Because who else would it be? Nobody's on SmackDown, yeah. dude. There's nobody on that brand. Well, There's Daniel Bryan. And they gave away the Braun Fiend thing last night at WWE Starcade or whatever. So that's it's like. stupid. And then they didn't even show it on the hour-long thing. It was, uh, it was the OC Street Profits tag match, a women's tag match, and then. It was supposed to be Rusev and Lashley, but it ended up being, uh, who was it? Lashley and somebody else, and Rusev interfered. Oh, Ru- yeah, uh, it was it Lashley was... and Kevin Owens, and Rusev interfered. Hit it. Yeah, it was supposed to be Lashley and Rusev and a uh, last man standing. Yeah. Yeah, I saw Brian Alvarez's st- tweet said, like, Starcade has been an absolute clusterfuck or something. Well, not only like... that, but <laughs> apparently the first 20 minutes, people couldn't even get on the network. Like, they were having feed issues. <sighs> I don't – the Starcade thing is literally just flexing their nuts. Yep. Because that's that's fucking So why stupid. do – like, that like is, if you're going to do Starcade, like, take TLC out. Nobody cares about that pay-per-view. Seriously. And do Starcade. And, yeah, and do a TLC match at that. But it's like it's it, it's like the Fed is doing this, like, oh, let's make Starcade just a shitty network show. Because that used to be WCW's big show, and we'll just show them that, like, that's WrestleMania's that much better than Starcade. Yeah. Like, it's fucking dumb. And it's, the logo is stupid. <laughs> it's just, it's just annoying. It's like, that's why, like, I can watch NXT all day, but I can't do the Raw and SmackDown thing. And, and it's like, it's, it's dumb that we already know how WrestleMania's gonna go. Roman, because he's the only person on SmackDown who can challenge for the title. He's gonna challenge the fiend, beat him at WrestleMania because fiend will probably make it till then. He'll be, it'll be that gimmick will be dead and gone by WrestleMania. Yeah. And what Raw? Who Brock's champion? He'll defeat somebody. He'll defeat AJ at WrestleMania because he'll have to stay champ for a while. Yeah. If AJ wins, if NXT guy wins, then that'll be like that's why I'm kind of yearning for this NXT match on WrestleMania as well, because then at least we know we have one good match. Yep. We're going to have one good match to watch at WrestleMania on the grandest stage. Out of seven hours, (laughs) 20 or 15, 20 minutes out of seven hours might be good. Yeah. And that's if Vince isn't poking and prodding the production of it. So that's, it's just sad to know that like in rumble, like rumble will be Maybe fun to watch. I don't. They're gonna have a bunch of blow off matches for the titles that night. It'll be like nothing will change hands. No, nothing will change hands because it has to wait till WrestleMania, and then and then Roman will have one belt and Brock will have one belt walking out of WrestleMania. That'll be exactly how WrestleMania ends. And everybody will be on Twitter going, "We all saw this coming a mile away." 
But we all fucking watch for some reason because we just hope there's that one little glimmer of hope <laughs> that maybe, just maybe, we will get to see two people walk out of Wrestle, two new champions walk out of WrestleMania with their hands held high in the belt. But no, that's not going to happen. Maybe the Intercontinental title will be on there, the new Intercontinental title. What do you think about that? Mm, not a fan, dude. So the des- I get what they were like. The design is at least it looks better than some of the other belts. Maybe like it's more like okay, that looks cool. But also, like I don't know what was wrong with the old belt. But it, I will say, the only one now that like the U.S. belt is coming. It's coming because it's if you look at all the belts together, the U.S. belt is the only one that is outdated. Oh, and it's super outdated. Yeah, and so they're definitely gonna they're definitely gonna do that, which like Yeah. It's gonna look just like the fucking WWE title, except it'll have a flag in the back. Well speaking of belt changes, what do you think of the Fiend's custom WWE title? That's stupid too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah. And it's like, it's, like the coolest thing to me original. the coolest thing to me is that Tom Savini designed it and he's, you know, horror special effects. Oh yeah. Tom Savini's uh, badass. And that's that part's cool. But the fact that they're selling replicas of it for seven thousand dollars, like yeah, the, the, the real belt doesn't even here. cost that. Get the fuck out of here, dude! Like that gold belt doesn't cost. That's that. ridiculous. Why is that? How much it costs? I don't get. Like he's hand making all of them. I saw one person has bought it. Uh, that they, okay. and they posted about it on Twitter, and everybody's like, "Well, I'm glad that you have the money to spend on that." Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I. I mean, I like the idea. They're just – see, that's another thing they're doing, okay? The custom belts used to be like, oh, Stone Cold Smoking Skull Belt. And it's like – here's the thing. It's not the fucking Attitude Era, but it was better back then, and the Smoking Skull Belt would blow any custom belt out of the water. But we had Daniel Ryan's Eco Belt, and we have the Fiend's fucking whatever. His mask on a belt. His mask on a belt. And then there was another custom belt, too, I thought, but maybe I'm mistaken. But two custom belts within, like, two years, that's a little um, that's a little excessive because, well, I guess, no, I guess not because The Rock had a custom belt for a... The available AKG 36 speaker sound system in the Cadillac Escalade provides 360-degree sound, so you hear studio sound on the road. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving. Small period of time well, this, around the Stone Cold. Time. But as soon as the Fiend drops that belt, nobody's going to carry that belt around. No, it's, it's not. Oh, yeah, it's not exactly. like the Cena Spinner where they're going to be like, "Oh, well, we don't want to bring the old belt back because you know whatever." He's just going to win it back fifteen thousand more times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, because you know, once the Fiend <laughs> drops the belt, that's it for this character. Yeah, he's done. It's done. He won't be, he won't be, he'll probably be like on main event 
or something. <laughs> Maybe. Or he'll just go home. I mean, he said he sat at home for a year plus multiple times already. Yeah. It's just sad. Like, I mean, he's getting to do this. I guess for them it feels different. Maybe it feels different for The Fiend because he's getting to do this shit on SmackDown, on live TV. Like, for them, and t- for like they're like, whoa, I'm on SmackDown and I have the belt and blah, blah. Probably feels good. But when you look at the other product and then look at yourself, you're like, oh, I'm not even doing half of what they're doing, like NXT and AEW. Like, I can't – we can't do a match like that, but – yeah, Roman Reigns will spear the Fiend 85 times and then win the belt, and then Brock Lesnar will F5 someone once and win and retain. So it's like it's just funny because it's like WWE 2020 will be no different than WWE 2010 to 2019. Right. It'll be no different. Nothing's going to change. Same old same. No, no same surprises. old bullshit. And then they wonder why people like turn the channel and aren't watching. And they, wa- like, they, they wonder why people start podcasts and shit on it. Yeah. It sucks. <laughs> like, every now and then you get, I'll give it to him. Like, every now and then Raw or SmackDown is going to have a good match. Like, that's going to happen. It might be a good tag match. might be a good rando. But it's just, like, there's no, their storytelling sucks, too. It's just, well, I shouldn't say that. Because I guess they have a way of telling a story that's pretty okay in certain aspects. But... Like, I hate retracting my statement right away, but yeah, they do have it all right. They've been storytelling for a long time, so they know how to do it. They yeah. just sometimes don't, the stories aren't interesting, I guess I should say. They know how to storytell, but the stories aren't interesting. Like, the cuck angle and shit like that. Like, that's just like, that's old. I mean, I, I, cuck angles are kind of funny, but no, it's not. <laughs> I'm trying to, it is, I'm it, trying to. It is funny, but when you had two going on at the same time, it was too much. Yes, there's two going on. At well, the same time. Mike and Maria, they're for the first bit of the Rusev Lana, and then oh yeah, yeah they then, were cucking too. Yeah, and they yeah. shut it down. So, well, you can only cuck once at a time. This isn't Black dot com. You only cuck once. <laughs> Starring Sean Connor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go home. All right, let's do that. Yeah, there was our show. You can follow us on Twitter at Heels and Quads, Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast on Instagram. Levi D. Zindel on Twitter, Levi Zinfandel on Instagram. Um, there's those plugs. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, Hopefully next week it's a little better of a show. This one was just kind of pieced together. Obviously, Levi even forgot. No, I think it was pretty good. Levi forgot it was Monday, so we'll give him that. Plus, I mean, we blew our wad last week with the Hall of Fame. So this was like our we week talk, after slump. We got to talk good wrestling yeah. today. I think I think we talked good wrestling today. I could be wrong, but I really enjoyed getting some of that off my chest. Yeah, I mean, it was a good show. But yeah. I th- whenever we record it, it always comes off worse than when I listen to it after. So Yeah, you'll like it. I'm you'll sure like I will. Later. I'll um, make you a fan. <laughs> uh, follow show Heels and Quads on Twitter, Heels and Quads or podcast on Instagram. Follow me at Mr. Tom Walter, blah, 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 whatever. Um, just listen to the show and share it with your friends and enemies. Yeah, tell your friends and tell your enemies yeah. and do all that shit. Buy Man Can, buy Pro Wrestling Tees. Yeah, do all that. And uh, enjoy the build to Christmas and the build to Quad Mania 2 happening December 30th. Oh, okay. I thought it said December 2nd. I was like, oh. No. It's today. No. Okay, December 30th. December 30th. What is is Quadmania? Quadmania was... 
Quadmania one was one hundred episodes. Quadmania two will be two hundred episodes. Oh, cool. Okay, yeah, I'll I'll be there for that. Is it a Monday? It's a Monday. Oh, nice. I, yeah, I booked it just right, and it just happened to be at the end of the year, so it's kind of cool. That's perfect. We'll do some Quadmania action be, because we're taking the week of Christmas off. We are, yeah, because that's when, well. By the way, if anybody was wondering, there's twenty three days, so uh. <laughs> <laughs> Levi and his countdown. I love my Christmas, man. Prayers for Tommy's wife, by the way, that she has a good recovery from surgery. Hey, thanks for that. And all you fucking people better donate some money on Patreon so she can fucking pay her doctor bill. Well, she has good insurance, so that... Yeah, sh- sh- just let them donate. Okay. <laughs> just kidding. Go to Patreon. All right. Patreon.com forward slash hills and quads. Give us your money, because we like it. Yeah, money's great. All right. All right. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Raise your dreams across the sky Never let your vision die Shine your light so bright Let you shine in the night Illuminate Darkness Illuminate Illuminate Darkness Illuminate Keep your visions Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Creamy and delicious, try strawberry and vanilla for two grams of carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein. Interested? Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks are now available in the yogurt aisle at Walmart. Always consult your physician before starting an eating plan that involves regular consumption of high-fat foods. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving.